You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. The following is an exclusive presentation of Team 600 ESPN El Paso. It's time for Minor Talk with Adrian Bradas, Sal Montes, and Zay Galindo. Minor Talk is presented by the Oscar Arrieta Agency, Classic Elegance Coaches, the District Pub and Kitchen, Win Supply El Paso, and New Start Homes. Call into the show at 915-505-609 or interact with the show at 600 ESPN El Paso on social media. Here's your host, Adrian Bradas. All right, it is the first UTEP basketball minor talk of the season. Welcome in. I'm Adrian Bradis. He's Sal Montes. Zay Galindo on his way. He's going to be joining as well, even though it's a school night, even though I tried to ban him from being here. Uh, we are presented by the Oscar Arietta Agency. They are the presenters of the Hometown Hero Award after every UTEP men's basketball game or during every men's basketball game, I should say. And, of course, you've seen them for all the football games as well. Check them out online. Line, riseup915.com or oscaradiattheagency.com for more information on the Oscaradiattha Agency, including their information about your home, auto, life, or even business commercial insurance needs. That's the Oscaradiattha Agency to get started here today for Minor Talk. Well, we're going to open up the phone lines early. Uh, UTEP beats McMurray 120 to 71. I've got thoughts, uh, not overreacting whatsoever on any. Any, uh, any cylinder, but there are takeaways today. And then, of course, the women's basketball team defeat Western New Mexico 75-58. Zay will give us his thoughts on that one later on. He was at the game and got a chance to watch this one as well. So, um, yeah, I, I got a chance to be out there first night out at the Don Haskins Center. I was fired up. I'm happy to be back talking UTEP hoops and uh, definitely happy to do it with you here on the show today. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. Tonight might be a shorter show. Tonight we might be uh, um, you know, a little bit more abbreviated as far as our coverage here on Minor Talk today. Understandably so. Uh, we will go extended for next Monday. That's the big UC Santa Barbara game between the Miners and uh, you know UC Santa Barbara who's coming into town. They're a team who's highly regarded out of the mid-major ranks, and that is going to be uh, a little... Uh, I guess a first season test for the Miners going into their non-conference play, which actually I think is a lot better than uh, some of the haters would say on the other side of things. Hey, uh, Conference USA was in full action today. We'll also talk about the rest of the conference right now. We'll preview the league on the men's side of things. We'll talk a little women's hoops, and of course we'll take your calls. We'll take your thoughts after this one. Uh, By the way, Sal, as we welcome you onto the program, um, you know, uh, I just wanted to let let everybody know we were supposed to be live out at the district west 3233 north mesa they still have monday specials going on right now by the way eight dollar nachos whether you get chicken whether you get steak smother it with cheese uh the nachos are fantastic out there at the district and they've got a monday night special going on right now uh they're open till two in the morning they are still uh active and, and happy to take your table but unfortunately we had some issues out there so we'll be out there for the next minor talk edition on the men's basketball side of things uh just weren't able to be out there tonight but we'll be out there for actually some live post game minor talk so if you uh want to make plans next time around 
hey, instead of going off to your traditional fast food sp- uh, stop uh, after the UTEP basketball game, how about join us for a burger? Join us for some tacos. Join us for some wings and some drinks out at the District West. That's 3233 North Mesa for the next Minor Talk edition. But, Sal, as we welcome you on to the show, talk about the worst bad history beat out there. The most points. How about this? The most points UTEP yes. has ever scored was 121, which was in 2000. Tonight they scored 120, just one point shy, too shy of breaking the record in their 120 to 71 win over McMurray. Does this matter at all? Does this matter at all to you? Uh, only if you're superstitious and uh, you have to get the number 121 to be successful in life, or if you want to avoid uh, the exact number of 120. Other than that, it holds no bearing whatsoever. So you're not a fan. You you don't care. Did this uh, was this brought up? I didn't hear any of the post game. Was this brought up at yeah, all? Yeah, yeah. They they were tracking it. I, I can't remember at what point. To my understanding, probably somewhere around the three minute mark is uh, either when they took note of it or they had already made a slight mention of it. And they were, that's when they started that tracker, so to speak. So, yeah, they, they were on it. And with each point or uh, each bucket that was made, uh, the guys would calculate it. I think they started doing it around the 110, 113 mark or so. And then there was a three that was hit um, either after a two or before the two. And, yeah, they, they were all in on it. And uh, even Yellow was like, oh, they have a chance right here. It's like they're, <laughs> they're going to they're pound the rock until, you know, until the clock's out. But, uh, the, you know, if you, wanted, if you wanted something to look forward to, I guess, once you found out about the record, you could kind of hope that it would be broken. But there's no harm in, in not hitting it. No, not at all. I'm with you on that completely, Sal. It's just kind of fun. It's one of those fun stats, that especially something, yeah. yeah when you're blowing out a team in a game that means nothing. It's something to look at. And, hey, maybe you, you see sniff some history right there and that's exciting in itself uh let's just uh let's get it started um I'll go player by player later on I'll kind of give you my thoughts of watching these guys I'll give you my favorite players from tonight my guys maybe I'm I I think that need more time and of course all of this is just based off one game against a division three university McMurray is no one that we should be writing home about but at the same time first time we get a chance to watch this men's basketball team first time they're lacing them up first yeah. time it's uniforms and hey i've heard behind the scenes haven't had a chance to practice as much out at the don haskins center as they typically do it's one of those things just because of all the schedule uh with the don haskins center that is one of those issues uh zay galindo's in the studio right now by the way he's trying to find some headphones zay in Kiss FM, there's a basket. I think there's an adapter in there. We have so many headphone issues in the studio right now. Talk about the technical difficulties at the district. We're feeling the Monday, Sal. What's it's, going on? You know what? <laughs> uh, to kind of keep it on the same topic, uh, topic but straight away, <laughs> it's not so much a, a technical difficulty issue. You're as right. It is just an ethical and moral issue. You're right because Stop these headphones stuff, are man. are stolen from us. Come we, on. you know what, we just need to get our own headphones. So that's the, that's a moral. The door. Yeah, that's the moral <laughs> of the story. That's for sure. Hey, let's just go to social media. Let's start it off. It's Joe Chacon, of course. That's a winner, one point shy of tying the all-time high score, second most points scored in UTEP history at UTEP Men's Basketball, hashtag minor talk. This is coming in from Joe Chacon as well. Derek Hamilton is looking good. Teams are going to try to get him in foul trouble. Powell is a great point guard. We've missed that the last two years. Jones is going to be a scorer. That's coming in from Joe Chacon today, his assessment of 
uh, you know, UTEP men's basketball. By the way, he says, ha- love these new additions. Hashtag minor, minor talk. Hashtag need to work on the transition. Hashtag always could get better. Hashtag foul trouble late an issue. Oh, my gosh. Come on, man. No, it's not. It's not an issue. Hashtag ball movement on point. Hashtag feed me more. Hashtag my view rocks. Okay, good stuff for you, uh, Zay. I mean, excuse me, Joe Chacon. Let's go to the official DJ of UTEP Athletics. He is Jason Craig. Jason, welcome aboard. Thanks so much for joining us here on Minor Talk uh, Edition out here in our studios instead of the district. So I apologize if you tried to join us out at the district. What do you think? You got a chance to watch UTEP play tonight, both the men and the women's basketball play in the doubleheader. You tell me your first reactions of these teams. Uh, so the women, I mean, what else should we say? They always do pretty good, and they did well. They played very well today, so that was a good W to watch. But, of course, we were very focused in trying to see what the men's basketball team was going to be like. Wow. Wow. Now, like you said, not a team to really write home about with McMurray, but they really uh, – the Miners played with so much aggression today. It looked really good out there. Uh, you know they're kind of showing off a little bit, but it was it was great to, uh, to for a W, and it was a good time, and they played great. Uh, ball movement uh, did better in free throws. That was important, you know. I thought so too, man. Do you remember anybody who stood out to you players wise? Like that's who I, I want to hear from you. Like I want to hear names who jumped off the page for you, even if it's returners, people that we saw from last year, either on the men's side or the women's side. Honestly, I was really impressed with Hamilton. He looked really great. Okay, he okay. A lot better than last year. I, I loved seeing him. Okay, be real. Amazing. Be real with me, Jason. Does he look physically better, in your opinion? Tell our listeners. Yeah. Tell our oh, listeners. He does. He does. He was, like, last year he was kind of sluggish. You know, still kind of little, you know what I mean? He was a little soft. You know what I mean? Around the, um, you know, he's just a big guy. But, no, he looked great. He looked really good, <laughs> and he was mobile, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah, I agree with you, man. Uh, on you know, for the whole season, if UTEP's win total is set at 17 wins, do you think they go over that, under that? Where where do you kind of feel right now? I mean, obviously, this is just game one. I'm asking you this question more as like a season outlook or a season prediction from you. Do you like that 17? Do you want to go over it or just right there at that number? 17 would be great. It would be great. Um. Uh, I can't. I won't be. I can't say it now. I would have to wait till Thursday to really. Oh, you need to see how they perform against science and arts. I got you. Okay, good I gotta stuff. See, I got to see them play two, two, you know, two games. To I need two games just to see if they are they going to keep the same aggression. You know, are they, what's going to happen in game two? First game, of course, you're going to play. Um, you're going to play with your heart. But let's see what happens in game two. You know. Okay, I got you. I got you, man. Hey, I appreciate it, Jason. As always, man. We'll talk to you soon. I appreciate you weighing in. Right, guys. Have a good show. Thanks, Jason. That's Jason Craig, our very own, joining us here on the hotline as we continue. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. That's our telephone number to get into the program. 600 ESPN El Paso on social media. Uh, Zay, there were eight players in double figures scoring. Elijah Jones led the way. Eight for eight on the floor for Elijah Jones. Uh, Give me your initial takeaways for UTEP men's basketball. They're getting underway tonight. They had a big victory against McMurray. What do you take away from this one? Yeah, you know, there's there's not a lot of takeaway. Obviously, it's a Division three program, but um, 
You know, I like the way they adjusted. You know, they kind of got, I don't going to say they got hit in the head hurt early. You know, McMurray, they, they were running. They were running, gunning. They were taking transition threes. UTEP's transition defense was, uh, it, was it wasn't great today. So that's, that's a bit of a concern. But, you know, I think they, they responded well and adjusted in the second half really, really nicely. And, um, you know, offensively, they just looked great. They looked great. You know, obviously, like I said, Division three program, not something you're going to take away from too much. But I honestly did think they, they shot the ball really well. They were efficient. And, um, yeah. I don't – I wouldn't use, um, you know, the word concerning for anything tonight. But I would say this. As far as the defense goes or any anything that you might want to point the finger at for concern – I just want to see how they are in their front court defense as they move forward in the season, and then the perimeter. Like, how are guys like Zid Powell going to move along defensively? That those are just things I want to look out for. Nothing that concerns me, but some stuff that I'm definitely keeping an eye out for as we continue on the season. Jonathan Byers sends us this. Uh, we'll see. I think it's a bad practice to evaluate big men when they're playing against smaller competition, unless those smaller opponents tend to dominate them. I like Powell, too. Uh, Jonathan Byer said this. I'm pessimistic on uh, – I think he was talking about uh, – I don't know who he's talking about, but he's saying I'm pessimistic about him and his potential. Oh, this is Derek Hamilton. I'm just not a fan of. Uh, he says a you know he says chubby six foot nine six foot ten guys. Man, Jonathan Byers. Uh, by the way, uh, he was coming off the top rope today, saying he's not a fan of this player, is a fan of this guy, and uh, making some large reactions after day one. Sal, uh, Sal, give me some advice that we should give off to Jonathan Byers, knowing that he likes to react quickly to teams and he likes to make his assessments right away based on one single game it's not so much that it's one single game it's one single game against the division three opponent I don't know what else you could say about this as, as far as what can help them this year. If we can be literal, I guess, the only thing that you can get out of this game that's going to be helpful for the year is you got out of this game healthy and you were able to get some run. That's that's literally all that you could take away from it. Guys looked a bit fluid at times. I get it, but you're supposed to do those kinds of things. However, to kind of make assessments off of players and say whether you're a fan or not after only one game, especially against a Division three team, that's that's extremely premature. If, if anything, I guess guys who have been here before, you have a little bit more um, say in that because you've seen them in a minor uniform. But right. nonetheless, though, it's in a way, it's kind of a new team with so many new additions and the chemistry is a lot different than last year. You, you can't compare this team to last year at all. you got to let it play out in front of your eyes. One game, that's too soon. Way too soon. Hey, uh, our telephone number, 915-505-6009-600 ESPN El Paso on social media. Here are my thoughts on this game, okay? Number one, I believe UTEP looks far more athletic than they did previously. I feel like UTEP has shown that when they have athleticism, um, they're kind of fun to watch. Like Whether they play in transition, uh, they're flying over the court, they're making these flashy dunks, they're uh, making these nice passes, and I know to some fans that could be annoying, especially when it's turnovers and stuff like that. Fans roll their eyes, they get frustrated with things like that. But to those fans, I would just say this. This is a this is their first game, Division Three opponent. Let them play. Let let everybody go out there. This is also the Don Haskins Center in which they haven't played a lot, and and that might sound 
a little weird to some people, but it's just true. They haven't practiced as you often should out at the Haskins Center. So I do want these guys to get as many minutes as they can. Tay Hardy getting almost uh, 30 tonight, I'm good with that because I want to see him just feel comfortable at the Haskins Center and play at his best when he's yeah. at his home court. I feel like that's really important for this team and for you know fans who are kind of shrugging off or kind of rolling their eyes at the flashy plays and all of that. I just say this, look, this is more about fun on the first day and the second day too when you're playing the science and arts. I'm not going to say that university, right, guys? I'm going to say it wrong every single time. The yeah. science and arts university or the this the arts and science uh, institute of basketball or whatever. So yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. the Thursday game. But either way, that's how I take this game. A lot of athleticism that I saw from UTEP more athletic than last year, and they are deeper. Uh, I don't know how much quality depth they'll have a month from now, two months from now, three months from now, but at least to start things off, positive. Uh, I think it's yeah. uh, it's at least better. A lot of people wanted to bury this team in the offseason thinking, man, this team's uh, recruiting is down. You know, they what are they doing? All this kind of stuff. And we were even subject to like wondering, well, they don't have a big. They didn't recruit a big. I think at least for now, those uh, early alarms are gone. Maybe they linger down the, down the road. What do you guys say? Mm, I, I don't know if, um, if they're gone or so because we haven't seen it really play out with the additions guys look good sure you know what i mean but it's a very small sample size against um you know a very microscopic portion of uh, and this is no disrespect at all but let's be real microscopic portion of talent you know things like that compared to what they're going to be facing off against um you know in a couple of weeks and let alone some of the um what could be upper echelon teams of Conference USA. What do you think, Zay? Yeah, you know, there definitely are going to be concerns throughout this one. They're going to linger. You know, it's going to be up to Kevin Kalu to really, you know, take that step up. And, you know, obviously it wasn't a great game from him. He was kind of just there. But um, he, he definitely has had his moments, which gives you hope. And just going back to what you said about, you know, the flashy passes, the alley-oops, Joe Golding talked about that post game. You know, he said they want to play in transition. They want to get those big momentum plays to get the crowd into it. They want to have a home court advantage. And, you know, to get the, the big reactions, you're going to have to do cool things like behind-the-back passes, crazy dunks. So he said, yeah, they need to clean them up. But uh, he really enjoys his team doing stuff like that. So Good. Hey, you know what? I like that this team has a personality, too. That's another thing. I feel like when I watch it, some, just zero in. This is what I would challenge you. If you're going to Thursday's game or you're going to watch on ESPN+, Plus, whatever, just zero in on some guys. For example, Zid Powell, he won't let anybody touch him. Like, a defender just wants to put his hands on him. He grabs his hand and puts it away. And he, like, he kind of, like, puts his forearm on players at all times. So when he's playing on defense he's touching the guy the entire time he's playing like these little mind games that you know I, I just kind of think back when you play pickup ball or you just think back to your your days of like 10 years old all the way to like uh your pre-teens or whatever or even your teenage years when you're playing pickup ball against guys who are older than you guys who are better than you how are you going to stand out as a player well zit powell's an alpha male like he's just kind of that guy and he showed it in just spurts like he he can effortlessly be that guy for them so for he has some ferocious dunks he had some nice passes he's 
a better passer than I thought or expected going into the season, and uh, he he's got some he's got some game to him. I'm really looking forward to him. I think defensively, that's going to be where they're going to need to work with him. But uh, I believe in him being the best player on this team. That's at least my thought. I, it didn't have to take this game. That was my thought going into the season. Uh, when it came to Zid Powell. But tonight, you just get to see the little uh, things that he has. He just has a lot of things in his bag, and I, I like what he could do. Yeah, kind of the kind of like that enforcer type of role that... Correct. Uh, what's the um, the word I'm thinking of? It reminds me of when Steven Adams was with the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. The, the uh, Not the enforcer. I'm trying to think Maybe of like the, an the in, instigator. Not an instigator. The yeah, yeah. Kind of like sim- an instigator. Similar yeah. to that. You know what I mean? Playing those little mind games. And although it's only one game... When you see something like that and you haven't seen it in a while, something that fans have asked for, hey, they need that guy who's going to say this is my team when it, without actually saying it. You go out there and you do things. I mean, if he could keep that up, I really like what it means going forward because that attitude is contagious, and we'll see who else he could spread out to. Yeah, and, you know, you pair that with a guy like Calvin Solomon, who's he's also kind of that instigator role. He's on the court. He's doing these little, you know, mimicking plays, and, you know, you do that. Those two with guys like Otis Frazier and Tay Hardy who are more quiet, kind of passive on the court. You know, they're just going to play through, and it kind of just works together so well. You know, you have that good mix of, hey, you know, we're that guy, we're the big guy on this team and then you also have the the guys who are kind of just there playing you know having fun and you know kind of not as not as instigating as as the other two yeah I feel like that's the multiple personalities like kind of what I was saying is this team does have personalities on this group like like you said you know maybe Frazier's a little bit softer spoken but when you look at somebody like Tay Hardy yeah he also leads by example Elijah Jones he was throwing some dunks down today and he was he was being pretty flashy uh Jonathan Dos Anjos don't think he's not going to talk some smack. He likes to say things on the court, and uh, you know, and he likes to back it up as well. Jonathan Dosanjos has a shot, and I think what minor fans missed out on him being out last year with injuries. Remember, he goes out first thirty seconds uh, of his play against Texas in Game One. Doesn't come back till middle of the season or Conference USA stretch, and then once he comes back into the fold, uh, you know he also has to deal with injuries. Then gets shut down for the rest of the season. That was tough for him, but he actually single handedly won them that UTSA game on the road last year. So I have high expectation on Jonathan Dos Anjos going in this year. 12 points tonight. Made a pair of three-pointers. Five of six from the floor. Six boards. Uh, I like him also cleaning things up down Lose, and he could be somebody who, and they've never really had front court depth. They never ha- had these guys they could rely on, um, you know, being kind of backups or helping spell off Calvin Solomon or whoever it might be down low, even Kevin Cowley, whatever it might be. Yeah, now you have you have two basically stretch forwards. Eliza Jones, he's more I think he's a little more athletic than Jonathan Dos Anjos. He he has a good shot. But then Jonathan uh Dos Anjos, he's just a pure player. You know, you look at him shooting the ball, it just looks so good coming out of his hands. And uh, he looked a little more aggressive today. I think defensively, you know, whether it's getting dirty in the rebound game, I think he just looked more he looked healthy. He looked healthy. I think last yes. year at times he could have been a little passive, you know, a little timid at times, kind of, you know, trying to protect himself. Now he looks fully healthy. He looks more aggressive. And uh, I'm, I'm also really excited to see him 
you know, through a full season, hopefully, if he can stay healthy, what he brings to this basketball team. So, of course, I'm going to zero in on all the newcomers because it's the first time I see him play against a other competition with a UTEP uniform. And aside from just Zid Powell, uh, Corey Camper Jr. deserves a lot of praise as well because he's a fun player to watch. He's got tremendous athleticism. He's fast. Maybe the uh, most speedy player on this team. Didn't get to see his shooting prowess. They, they talked a lot about his shooting, uh, what he's going to bring to the team. Uh, in that category, but he was aggressive defensively, and I think that's what you're going to see from Corey Camper Jr. Um, I'm not, I'm not closing the door one bit on his shooting this season. I think he could be that guy. Could he be Jarrell Satterfield? Eh, probably not, but could he be, uh, you know, somebody that they rely on as a backcourt guard and uh, who steps in the mix and plays better defense than Jarrell Satterfield? Maybe, maybe that's the case. I leave today, or I left today, um, feeling the best and most pleasantly surprised by David Terrell Jr., the freshman. Uh, I'm just, you know what, when I when I was watching him today, I thought to myself, wait a second, this guy's going to play real minutes. Like, he's not, he's going to force the coaching, he's going to be that kind of player to kind of force the coaching staff to play him. And if you don't remember who David Terrell is, he's number five, uh, he's, he's kind of that slender guy, he's a true freshman, by the way, which is really cool to see a true freshman play right away. And he was kind of the, he played almost immediately. He was like uh, second or third unit or rotation off the bench for the minors tonight. Uh, the Mansfield Summit high school graduate is a true freshman at six foot four doesn't have like the muscle yet but once he gets that he's going to have a lot of different abilities because he could score by drawing contact and going to the hoop he can pull up and hit some shots as well and then outside of all of that he just kind of does the dirty work he's like the spark energy plug and does all the dirty work in the backcourt whether he's diving for loose balls or uh you know jump jumping up on defense and taking pass stealing balls and taking passes away from defenders and stuff like that uh that's what i le- i left today most impressed by david terrell jr and who knows maybe he's out of the rotation once conference play starts maybe he uh doesn't he, he struggles to find his own during conference uh the the non-conference stretch and he doesn't warrant minutes himself but at least right now I I like the upside for David Terrell Jr. and he might not even need to average a lot of points I think he could just be somebody who gives the minors quality depth off the bench and provides a spark plug for this team yeah the biggest concern with him I guess you know if you want to say there was a concern is what what is he going to bring for you on the offensive end of the ball because you know Joe Golding he raved about him defensively because he's just, you could see it he's a natural defender he kind of has that that natural ability to just lock onto a guy he's a great on ball perimeter defender what was he going to bring for you offensively is, can he, can he shoot the ball can he shoot uh can he shoot threes can can he get to the rim and we saw today he got to the rim with ease and will that change when you're playing against you know guys your size your height yes. that'll probably yeah that probably will change but you know hopefully he can adapt to that and stay in this rotation we haven't seen you know an actual true freshman under Joe Golding you know stay have consistent minutes you know first first guy off the bench if, if UTEP can get that out of um, David Terrell, that'd be phenomenal. Okay, so let me ask you guys this, because I'm not sure this question. Who's the last true freshman that the Miners gave uh, legit minutes to, maybe even for the entire season? I 
think, uh, if my memory serves me, and this is also extremely rare knowing that we live in a transfer portal era where players typically do not get a chance to play if they're true freshmen. They usually redshirt, they usually are JUCO teams, or whatever it might be. I think the last true freshman to get like extended minutes of play throughout the season is Dion Stroud back in 2019-2020, freshman for the minors that year, played 21 minutes as a true freshman for the minors that season. Uh, I think that's the last guy to play like rotational minutes as a true freshman. But even him, he, they, they didn't like throw him out there completely. He would just come in in spurts. Like if it was a big game, oh, forget it. Deion Stroud was maybe getting six minutes at most off the bench. It wasn't a lot. Sal, can you think of another true freshman? You I can't. It's, it's really hard. I mean, what would what would classify as true minutes? Like more than 15 per game? Yeah, like Deion Stroud was yeah. like, he averaged 15 minutes exactly off the bench wow. you know that what? year. That, that might actually be the um, be the number. It's it's hard to look elsewhere. I'm trying to think. Did but but this precedes him though. I was going to ask if Jordan Lathan was a freshman when when he came over to Utah. Ooh, that's a great one. But yes, it was before uh, yeah, Dion so, Stroud. But that is yeah. a great one. I think as a true freshman, both Nigel Hawkins and Jordan Lathan played, and both yeah. of them averaged over twenty minutes a game that season. That was 2018-2019, Sal. And that season, the Miners were eight and twenty-one. So really bad that <laughs> year. Uh, maybe that that tells you a little bit. Also, Feo Dg yep. played that season. How about that? The that's trio a, of freshmen. That's huh? right. He was a all, all conference as a freshman or something like that. What could have been, huh, Zay? <laughs> what could have been? What could have been? Hey, uh, let's keep it moving. Let's go on the phone lines right now. Let's open it up. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009 to get into the program. First up is Mike in Austin. Mike, good evening, man. Thanks for weighing in on the show. How's it going? Hey, gentlemen. A long time no talk. Long um, time no talk, Mike. Welcome to basketball season. How you doing? Oh, I was looking forward to this. Um so a couple of things, just a couple of takes, um, maybe not even hot takes, but uh, just my takes. Go for the it. First thing is, regardless of the schedule or uh, not schedule, the scoring, um, scoring for, you know, McMurray or us, um, you know, if this had been last year and we had scored, or even if it's this year, and we had scored 85 on this team and they only scored 30, there would still be the haters saying, well, this is a Division three team, blah, blah, blah. 120 points is 120 points. And, yes, they weren't to the caliber that we're going to be seeing all season long, but that's nothing to sneeze at also. I'm just trying to – I'm trying to be realistic in that, yes, I understand it was a Division three team, but also understand that the haters are going to hate no matter what the score was and – or whatever the, you know, we allowed the other team to score. So, but 120 points is nothing to sneeze at. The second thing, which is actually the most important thing, that was the number one takeaway for me watching the game was how comfortable this team seemed to be playing together, um, which is something that you don't see early on in the season and that we haven't seen early on in the season, you know, for quite some time, we've seen a lot of individuals, you know, try to rise up and make their name and, and, you know, show, show the coaching staff what they, what they bring to the table so they can get more minutes and they can be the starters going into the season. There was a lot of passing 
and a lot of comfort on this team, you can see that there's that comfortability, I think, is going to pay dividends down the road. You know, that's a really good point because think about it. I mean, I'm not trying to throw Mario McKinney Jr. under the bus last year, but I I felt like they were relying on him to maybe be that selfless guard to be a playmaker off the bench for the Miners and really give them uh, depth that they didn't have uh, in years past. And they didn't have Mario McKinney for the second part of last season. And let's just be honest, the majority of last season. So I like the passing. I like that they were selfless. It felt like the first half they all had a goal to each have 10 points on the board. At least everybody gets the a bucket first. And then the second half, they were all just playing different games with each other. It was like a Elijah Jones just going off. It was David Terrell doing his own thing. It was Tay Hardy hitting some three pointers, and then uh, you know having some passes behind the back that look really flashy and nice. So we saw a little bit of everything. It was a mixed bag, and you're right, the ball movement was there. Maybe we'll see the ball movement continue on Thursday, and uh, then translate to a big one coming up here on Monday. Yeah, that that that's exactly my point. Was you know everything else aside. That to see that even just in game one, where it would have been easy for you know a bunch of people to a bunch of our players to try to be individuals and you know just trying to build up their stat line in order to get a uh, you know more playing time down the road or more playing minutes. This team looked like they were playing like a team, you know from from the start. So that's very. Uh, um, that's very encouraging going further. I agree with you, Mike. Hey, I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in. I think the one example, Sal, that I can pull up from this game mm-hmm. in terms of the selflessness, Zid Powell only having nine points and only having five shots tonight, six rebounds, five assists, uh, and he comes in to this team with the most uh, – accolades, I guess, kind of the most recognition, the most notoriety, played in a better conference last year in the MAC, and yeah, for those old-timer uh, UTEP fans who think the MAC is a bad conference, well, look at Conference USA, man. It's not uh, it's not on the level of the MAC right now, and that's just a reality, despite whatever you might think. Uh, nonetheless, I digress and just say, Zid Powell, he didn't need to get double digits in scoring. Who's he trying to impress? He knows he is confident in his own abilities as a playmaker and as a guard on this team, he knows he's the starting point guard. He knows he's the guy. He doesn't have to prove to anybody by putting up these ridiculous shots up and stuff yeah. like that. So great point that Mike brought up there. I, I think uh, there's a couple things I want to bring up but uh, on Powell. I think the only thing he wants to prove something um, to, so to speak, I think would be whoever he's going up against, not, not the fans. I, he knows who he is coaches know who he is he wants to let whoever is guarding him or whoever he's going to guard um know that he's going to win the matchup i know we talked about the team aspect but as the leader of the team as well you got you got to lead by example and if you can own your matchup that's going to spread out throughout the team in my opinion but another thing too is um I had to kind of shake my head when you mentioned dropping 120 is nothing to sneeze at. I get it. Congratulations on the good offense. But looking at the scoreboard today, Adrian, and not only about the Division One teams, because if you could do that against a Division One opponent, all hats off to you. However, just looking at the scoreboard here, and so many teams dropped 100 tonight. Um, Arizona's one of them. It was a Division One opponent uh, nonetheless. But just going down the scoreboard, St. Mary's, who's ranked 23rd, they dropped 107 on... I don't even know how to pronounce this. It's um, 
Stanislaus State. Have any of you heard of them? No. I rest my case. Hofstra against St. Joseph's Long, I guess Long Island. It cuts off. That's how long the school name is. 101 to 48. Um, Hofstra wins that one. Stephen F. Austin drops 96 against North American. Pennsylvania, yes or no if you've heard of this college, John Jay College. No. Okay, 102 to 57 <laughs> going forward. Didn't uh, Zerko Niema graduate from high school from John Jay College? No? <laughs> John Jay High School. You know, Tennessee Martin, 104 to 76. Uh, one more out of uh, very many that remain. UNC Wilmington over Mount Olive, 105-66. So I get it. You put up points, but... I just don't buy that. You're supposed to win a game like this, whether it be 80 to 30, as you said, or 120 to 71. You got to do what you did tonight, but it's hard to take away, you know, some great things from a 120 point performance from a team uh, against a team that you were supposed to obliterate in the first place. Yeah, and I hate to be the party pooper, but McMurray last year, I mean, they gave up over 90 points per game. So, you know, this is this is on par with what they do. I'll just say this. Last time UTEP, uh, well, first off, UTEP has never scored 100 points in the Joe Golding era. Last time UTEP scored 100 points. Friday, January 8th, a win at home against Rice, 101-89 the next day or two days. No, actually the next day. They lose to that same Rice team. And Rice and uh, head coach Rodney Terry, along with that squad, including Bryson Williams, Sule Boom, FEODG, getting a little skirmish in the tunnel. Christian Agnew on that team, Jabal Biennemi. Keontae Kennedy, Titus Verhoeven, Christian Scholen, Vuk Vulicic, uh, yeah, Adam Hess. Man, what a team. Hey, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. We'll be back in less than 10 minutes. Then we got Drew coming up next right here on Minor Talk and 600 ESPN El Paso. Streaming worldwide through the 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. 600 ESPN El Paso is KROD El Paso, a Town Square media station. Let's go back to the phones right now. 915-505-6009. Drew is up next. Drew, good evening. What's happening? Hey, how you doing? Um, no, just a couple things I wanted to add to. Um, first off, I, I, you know, I understand what you guys are saying. It, it is McMurray State. You're right with everything you're saying. But I'm, I'm a big believer, and you get something out of you know, every game you play, right? Uh, with that being said, I think just the hustle, right? <clears throat> we saw a lot of hustle from these guys, uh, a lot of uh, coaching that they're going to see from Golding. I know they've seen it probably uh, since the summer, but, I mean, him just encouraging. I'm, I remember at one ball, uh, I think it was uh, Dosanja that went to the sideline, dove for a ball or went for a ball, hustled for a ball, and uh, Coach Golding encouraged the team to, you know, hype him up and, you know, clap for him. I think that's that's big, you know, going forward, hey, you know, that's who Golding is, you know, uh, making sure his players are, you know, being bigger than, you know, um, the team itself, you know, and being an actual team, you know. Uh, so I think that's very encouraging that I saw today um, on that part. Um, also to add uh, just a couple notes from what I took from watching the game, uh, I do believe, you know, Powell's a great player. I think he's a good point guard. I think every team needs that, uh, you know, veteran, uh, what is he, grad transfer point guard to come in and, and, and really – you know, uh, what is that assist to turnover ratio that we all like to see? I think uh, he's going to be that guy for us. Um, really like uh, David Terrell. I think that kid can play. Big thing that I saw from him, you know, just me, my opinion is that he doesn't look like a freshman. Uh, no, he doesn't. doesn't like freshman. He no. doesn't. He looks like a veteran out there. I'm, a, I'm very impressed. Right. And, and physically, like, he <clears throat> doesn't look like one. But not only that, his game, it looks like he's – He's aggressive, but he's not shy. I don't. I, it's kind of hard to say it, but the way he goes up to the rim and so it just 
it looks like, hey, I've been here before, and that's uh, it's just, it, I mean, maybe because his dad is a you know NFL player, gave him that confidence and still that confidence. Plus, he played at Matfield uh, Summit, which is a good school. Um, and then also just looking at love Big Derek out there. I, he does look a little bit slimmer, um, but he's just he can move a little bit better. That's what I saw from him. Uh, we'll see what he can do against the bigs, but I really like Jones a lot. I think that kid could play. He's got springs. Um, he looks like he's aggressive. Uh, he reminds me of similar player on the team, uh, um, uh, Salmon. I, I, I think he's the same way, Kelvin. Um, and Otis Frazier, I think he's going to be that X factor in giving games. He looks like he's finally healthy. Uh, he did a little spin move, dunking the ball. Uh, he looks really athletic. I think he's going to be that good defender, uh, guy off the bench that can really provide some things. And last thing on Jones, he, I think he hit like three threes tonight and looked like a nice shot. So overall, I like the team. Very exciting. Um, six, uh, 75 shots, I think, this game. So putting up a lot of uh, volume, I thought it was pretty nice overall. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with it too. And, hey, I appreciate it, Drew. Thanks for the phone call. And I uh, encourage you to give us a call throughout the season, Drew. Great stuff, man. I thought your assessment was really spot on. Uh, your assessment on David Terrell is pretty much how I felt about him. Elijah Jones, Calvin Solomon, you bring up a good point. Because think about last year, guys. Solomon, whenever he'd hit the bench, he didn't have a backup. No one was really – some uh, you know somebody who could come on the floor and give you those Solomon minutes without a massive drop off. And I'm gonna just say names. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I'm gonna say it. I was out on Jamari Sibley before the season started last year, and Elijah Jones is such a better upgrade over Jamari Sibley. And I thought the entire Jamari Sibley experience was banked on the upside. And hey, what could he be? What could he could be that finesse shooter? He could be that uh, mid-range jump shooter that the miners need. He could be the guy to hit shots on the perimeter. He could be the wing that UTEP needs and somebody who can guard perimeter players. But he never was, and now UTEP has somebody who can at least uh, give you something. Elijah Jones, giving you a lot of energy, giving you scoring, 8 of 8 from the floor. I think at that position, UTEP had a major upgrade, and maybe that's one of the major spots they needed. They just needed front court depth, and having a healthy Dos Anjos, healthy Otis Frazier for the duration of the season, maybe that's a good recipe to put alongside Calvin Solomon to really unleash him to be more efficient this season. It's all about owning your role and looking at Sibley's tenure with the Miners, you, you mentioned it. We saw the upside, we saw the potential, but just never really saw him kind of you know plant his feet and say this is what I'm going to do out there. You kind of got mixed signals, you know, here and there. Just doesn't look like he ever really got comfortable with um, with the playing time out there. You, you've seen him just do a number of things that kind of made you question like hey how, how long have you been here teams expecting more it just didn't didn't really work out there but judging off of what we saw today the very small sample size you saw some owning now as the competition increases let's see if they can maintain that same level of owning their role if they could do that um you know i think the chemistry on offense i think defensively they're going to be solid you're going to get that out of a golden team but offense you gotta you gotta be able to match what the other team does and you gotta put the ball in the hoop to score if you don't do that it's going to be hard to keep up with uh, with some of the top tier teams in Conference USA, and really spread yourself from um, from the middle ranks where people kind of see UTEP entering this year. People say they'd be lucky to reach that, but if they can move the ball in offense and get the ball in the hoop, should be something good to see. If guys own their role, I think they could you know 
have a bit more success. Yeah, be a little bit more selfless. Kind of goes back to Mike's call yeah. uh, from earlier. It's it's playing that selfless style of basketball. Hey, let's do this. Let's take a timeout right now. When we come back, George is on deck. If you'd like to weigh in, our telephone number is 915-505-6009. We got phone lines available. If you'd like to weigh in, now is the time to do it. 915-505-6009 to talk UTEP men's basketball or women's basketball for that matter. If you want to talk a little bit about Keith Adams' debut in her first game, we could do it as well. Minor Talk continues, presented by the Oscar ID at the agency. More in a moment right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. You've outdone yourself with these tailgate supplies. Thanks. By the way, you won't believe how all this is affordable. Really? How? Fantastic deal on a spacious mobile home from New Start Homes. So much better than paying a mortgage with all the high property taxes. A new mobile home? But my credit and I've rented all my life. New Start Homes has options for everyone, regardless of credit history. Kick off the season with New Start Homes. No credit, no worries. From Texas to New Mexico, it's time to score with New Start Homes. Visit them at newstarthomes.net. While El Paso is finally out of the triple digits, escape the El Paso heat and get back to cool with Master Cool. Wind Supply El Paso is an official distributor of Master Cool evaporative coolers. They don't want you to sweat it out while you wait for the temperature outside to cool off. Each system is priced lower than the box stores, and Master Cool can defy the Sun City heat. To locate your nearest Master Cool dealer, visit the Find a Dealer tab at windsupplyelpaso.com. That's the Find a Dealer tab at windsupplyelpaso.com. It's the fourth quarter and the clock is winding down. Who are you trusting to win your team the championship? In football, teams trust coaches and captains to guide them on the field. Off the field, put your trust in the Oscar Adietta Agency to guide you through the best insurance bundles for your needs. Contact our friendly staff about putting together a customized auto, home, and life proposal for you today. Team up with the Oscar Adietta Agency today. Visit OscarAdiettaAgency.com or call them at 915-400-6000. Hey, sports fans, looking for your game day sanctuary? The District Pub and Kitchen is perfect for sports fans. Sip on your favorite beers, savor delicious bites, and cheer on your team in style at the district. Three locations open daily at Airway, Central Off Piedras, and West by the University and Off Mesa. Get in the game with NFL packed screens, legendary drinks, and MVP-worthy bites. See daily food and drink specials on Facebook and Instagram at the district and catch every play at the district, pub and kitchen, your ultimate football hangout. While El Paso is finally out of the triple digits, escape the El Paso heat and get back to cool with Master Cool. Wind Supply El Paso is an official distributor of Master Cool evaporative coolers. They don't want you to sweat it out while you wait for the temperature outside to cool off. Each system is priced lower than the box stores, and Master Cool can defy the Sun City heat. To locate your nearest Master Cool dealer, visit the Find a Dealer tab at windsupplyelpaso.com. That's the Find a Dealer tab at windsupplyelpaso.com. River Oaks Properties was founded in 1959 and is El Paso's largest shopping center developer. Their locations include the rapidly growing, highly trafficked Zaragoza Road and East Lake Boulevard in Far East El Paso. In addition, River Oaks has recently completed Westtown Marketplace, El Paso's newest outdoor shopping destination. Their portfolio consists of nearly 200 properties in the Sun City. For leasing opportunities, call River Oaks Properties at 915-225-5700 or visit ropelpaso.com. 600 ESPN El Paso. Alright, welcome back. Minor Talk continues. We're presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. Sal Monta is with us, co-hosting the show. We've got 
Zay Galindo. We also have Alberto Reta, who was there for the doubleheader as well. UTEP women's basketball, UTEP men's basketball. Alberto, you give us the thoughts. Uh, Keitha Adams, her debut today, Western New Mexico, 75-58 was the final for the women's basketball team. Give me your thoughts before we get over to George and get his thoughts on the men's basketball game. Uh, I like what I saw on uh, both both teams, not just the women's, but the women's one was a lot of fun. I think that's for the one where I was like the most worried. Uh, I just like you know you lose your head coach, you lose a lot of your 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 your, your starting people. You know you you lose Josiah Jackson, you lose. Uh, um, I'm blanking on the name, but it was just it was looking like a rough season. So to see everyone come out firing on all cylinder it was cylinders, it was a lot of fun. I just wish there was a couple more people in the stands. It was really dry when. When that game started, it was probably like 15 people there all together. So, but well, hey, I understand. I mean, hey, it's four o'clock. It's a Monday. Start, yeah. yeah, and and I get it. I mean, um, I do think that they will have a better crowd for the rest of the season. I believe more people will support Keith Adams and her squad. Give me your thoughts on the men's team. Uh, I liked what I saw on the men's team. I wasn't uh, as worried. I really have a lot of confidence in Joe Golding. I think he's one of the better coaches here at UTEP right now. We're really lucky to have him. I, I really appreciate him. So I wasn't really worried. I like we were talking back here. Me and uh, Sal, we were talking about Elijah Jones. We really liked what he saw. What we saw there. Uh, I was just talking about how I was surprised to see Garrett get minutes until he got hurt. He like uh, hurt his ankle or something, but. Yeah, good point. Uh, Garrett Levesque, uh, he is the Coronado graduate. Uh, he did get a chance to play tonight. Uh, played a little bit of the five, which was interesting, like four and five combo between those two. Uh, Joe Golding alluded to the fact that we could see both walk-ons, both Garrett Levesque and Sebastian Cole this year. Uh, Sebastian Cole coming from uh, Otero County College, uh, also Aurora, Colorado. But Sebastian Cole, more of a point guard, uh, brings finesse, brings that kind of style. Meanwhile, Garrett Levesque is going to be that that stretch guy, going to be that sizable forward. Good job, Alberto. I appreciate it. Zay, give me any cleanup there on the women's basketball side of things. What did you see from Keith the squad? Yeah, at times it was a little undisciplined. I think um, that, you know, the, the struggles that they had, they can all be fixed. You know, that's a good thing because it wasn't like, you know, glaring weaknesses. Obviously, this team, nobody has played under Keith Adams before, right? To uh, Today, Jana Sinday, she did not play. She was out. And uh, they were also, they were without, you know, one of their freshman bigs who, you know, Keith had talked about postgame. Her country, their their Olympic team actually called her to go into their camp for two weeks. And um, so they had to steal her for two weeks. They are without her to start this season. And um, so, you know, they're a little shorthanded, especially for their bigs. So I'm going to give them time. Obviously, you know, Friday they have a big game against a, a Division One opponent, Kansas City, who, you know, they're going to be much improved. So, you know, they're coming to the dawn. That's really when you get to evaluate how this team actually looks. I think I, I like how most of the newcomers looked. You know, Del Mazita, she played really good from that point guard position. You just want to see her get to the rim a little more. She's really quick, and she, she was really pass first, really passive. She didn't want to get her own buckets. She looks like a player who can get buckets. So... I'm really excited for this team, and um, not not much to take away from this one. Okay, Mari Petrie, 16 points. Uh, Vydrova with 13. Uh, thoughts on those two? Yeah, Vydrova, you know, she's a freshman. She's a freshman big, and she played great. So, you know, we'll see if she can stay, get consistent minutes throughout uh, the season. She's kind of in that David Terrell role, you know. Okay. Are you going to see a true freshman get you know, long minutes this year, and she's a she's a player with a uh, national experience playing for her for her country. So I'm really excited to see if she's able to stick with this team throughout. Okay, good stuff. Let's go back to the phone lines right now. Let's welcome on George. George, good evening. What's happening, man? 
Well, I, I was there early to catch the girls. Uh, nice. You were one of the 15 then. Yeah, I was one of the 15 that was there. I was very pleasantly, uh, it was a pleasant uh, treat uh, to, to catch both both uh, squads. That I think they look phenomenal. Uh, I do agree that Petrie, uh, she she did look much improved from last year. So did uh, Wilson. I, I saw her. She was out there. Uh, Adele Tack, you know, you can't say enough about her. She was inside making her presence known. And, you know, yeah, you know, they need to clean up some stuff. And, you know, going up against Kansas City, they're they're going to get tested. But I, I, all in all, I, I, I had a lot of positive things that I saw out there. You know, Keita keeping up the intensity with, with the, her players. And then nothing nothing but great things to say about the men's squad. I mean, uh, a, lot of, a lot of shooting, a lot more shooting, uh, not – too much second guessing on the on the shots that were going up, uh, a lot of uh, selflessness that was going on. Jay Hardy, that that amazing uh, assist that he had uh, on the breakaway, you know, it was just it was just fun to watch. It was it was fun to see the guys playing and not necessarily being too worried about the outcome, but just having fun. You know, I know I know McMurray State, you know, is is not you know uh, that that quality opponent but still you you had a lot of positive things uh happening on the court and I, I think that's something to get excited about i mean these kids have not played together well most of them are, are basically new to the squad but for the ones that have been there you know you saw the senior leadership you saw um you saw them taking up the shots and and it just, they just look good uh, they they look very well gelled the defense looked good, you know, like any well-coached folding team, and uh, I'm I'm excited to to what the future holds for this both of the squads. I mean, because uh, I love either men and women, I, I I cheer for the both. George, you sound it's different to hear you sound so positive about talking UTEP athletics. I mean, we've heard it's been like a streak, man. I think we've we got up to like twelve or so of just some negative calls, and so now we've got a positive George with us here on a, on a Monday evening. That's that's positivity for me, at least. Yeah, and you know the the one thing that I, I want to see, I want and I want to I want to see the team continue. The uh, the positive vibes that they have with each other, the selfishness, the unselfishness, you know that that goes a long way. I mean, and and when you're you're lifting up your 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 teammate, and, and you're not padding your 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 stats, and you're helping the team out, I think it's a positive for everyone everyone around you. You know, it just it just elevates everybody's game. You know, I I think that that's a great thing that you know I can take out of this 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 game. I know it, it's uh, McMurray State once again, but either way, I mean, if, if they can play this way throughout the season, then we're in for a really, really good streak. And hopefully UC Santa Barbara can come in here and they can go, go up against them with a chip on the shoulder and, you know, have something to prove because, yeah, they, they're going to have something to prove. Yeah, that's right. And I kind of like this new uh, culture, this new personality that they've been, uh, you know, having over the last year or so. And I think that's a testament to this coaching staff. So good job, George. I really appreciate your phone call, man. Thanks for always weighing in and always uh, supporting us here on this show. So you, you talked about supporting both teams. Thanks for supporting us here on this show. Hey, Sal, your thoughts on that call right there? Yeah, you know, definitely a, a different sentiment. I, I don't know what's been going on. I wonder if somebody like hijacked his 
his thoughts and made him say <laughs> those positive things. No, I'm joking, man. It, it feels good, you know, to do a minor talk after a um, after a win and after a very very brutal year that's been the um, uh, the football season. You know, to get some form of success is going to be good. But he's right though. They they showed some flashes of what they can be if they could do this against teams like Santa Barbara. Um, you know, going down the road in, in conference play, especially the Aggies, but yes. Middle Tennessee, Western Kentucky. You know, the teams that that they're going to be playing who are kind of the same level if not just a bit higher if they could do what they did tonight you know in, in flashes i think there's you know some positivity that can be continued uh to be spread for sure hey uh let's go to social uh let's read some tweets then we're going to burn another time out we'll come back with the wards and we'll wrap things up unless anybody wants to call in with late uh phone calls 915-505-6009 our telephone number King Eric, what is there to say about the first game against a Division Three school? Nothing really. I do think that the faces, the new faces of this team, are going to give this team the spark they needed last season, especially Elijah Jones. Boy's a baller. Good stuff, King Eric. Great to hear from you, my friend. Jonathan Byers, I'll be watching all season long, not just conference play. I'll be watching and evaluating every chance I get. No matter what, I give every player on this team a fair chance to prove themselves. That's why I was you smiling. Better, th- you That's better why I was prove yourself here, right guys. against uh, Jonathan Byers, guys, or else. Uh, Tristan Pence, number one. UTEP will be very improved this season. The guards are bigger and more physical than last year. The offensive struggles from last year won't be an issue this year. The Miners will set a record this year for forced turnovers. Number two, Elijah Jones and David Terrell looked really solid for first-year players. Zid Powell looks really good. The only concern I have is turnovers at this point. We will know how uh, much more about this team a week from tonight. This team has a great deal of potential. Hashtag minor talk. Uh, Manny David, I like the new Adidas home white uniforms much better than those old Nike uniforms. Hashtag minor talk. Hashtag go miners. Uh, I got a first ask. Alberto here. Alberto, you go first. Uh, you got to give me the uniform. Then we're gonna go to Zay, who's who's dying. He's like he can't get he can't contain himself in his seat right now. Uh, Alberto, are you a fan of the Adidas home white men's basketball unis? Yeah, I like the look. It's it's really nice. The white on white, and then they have the nameplate. The the nameplate sitting on the back of the name is looks weird. Because it's not the same material that's like on there. It's like this. The material of the jersey is like a mesh, and then like the nameplate is like not mesh. So you, like when you sit close enough, you can tell, and it's weird. But I love the look. I love the jersey. Unfortunately, none of us are ever going to own it. It'll, it'll never be in our closet. You, uh, you won't be able know. to buy it, even if it were three hundred and fifty dollars. Um, okay, good point. There you go. So good point. You can't purchase this one. Yeah. Good point. Hopefully soon though. Um. Okay. Shoes. Are you okay with the shoes? Yeah, I like the shoes. I mean, oh, they they man. get to pick. I'm, I, I'm not gonna knock on their shoe game. I think they're doing with what they got. You know. Okay, I gotta lean on you for this kind of stuff, Alberto, and I gotta lean on Zay, who's dying on this one. But let's send it back to Sal. Sal, maybe he's the voice of reason on this conversation. Sal, uh, uniform choice, white Adidas, photos, videos that you saw, in or out early on men's you know basketball what, Adrian, unis. I'm still trying to find some, man. Okay, I'm going to try to get a picture Send for me, you. Yeah, because I, I found some like in warm-ups, but they're wearing the shirt over. Yeah, so it doesn't I, I really count, judge. right? Yeah, I'm with you on that. All right, Zay, unload. Go ahead. I mean, you know, <laughs> you, 
I'm gonna start with the shoes. I mean, there was two. They had two pairs. Everybody had. It was either you had one pair that looked like you know knockoff Jordan 12s or something. You know, they look like foam posits. That's what they look like. The Nike foam posits. And then the other ones, they just look like you know my like a dad's running shoe, Adidas. Like they did not look like. You didn't say your dad's running shoe. You were careful. You're careful. (laughs) You know, so I'm not a fan of the shoes. I, I think. You know, where's the Dame Dollar? I mean, those are pretty nice. Those are nice shoes. You know, why can't they have those? And then you get to the jerseys. I mean, there's just so much wrong with it. You know, you look <laughs> at the shorts. Why is there, Why? you know, they have two pickaxe on the side. Why is there two? Why is there only one? Why is, you know, there's just so much going on. It's just hurting my eyes. It's hurting my, <laughs> I, how can white, can, how can white jerseys hurt my eyes? I don't get it. Oh, man. I, I love this because we're so positive on jerseys over the years. If you listen to Minor Talk over the years, we're so positive. And I love this. I love, uh, Sal, voice of reason. Where are we at right now with these so jerseys? I found one. For, this is the only picture in full that I've been able to find and it's, um, Solomon dunking that I think UTEP tweeted it out. Yes, I yes. just refresh my page and you know how that works. But um, oh man, the angle makes it look good. I'll say that. However, <laughs> however, judging off of the the photos that we've seen in preseason, like in live action from that angle, okay. But no man, what is wrong with that collar? I've never met anybody with like a diamond shaped neck here we go thank you alberto for showing it the video promos they they look really nice but it's hard oh i I see what you're saying the collar oh i see the collar i see the collar you know i think people would look at this one if you were a fan of the utep uniforms in the 90s you might like these by just not looking uh that closely to them me personally i i yeah i enjoy the pick but i need a little pater pete on on the jersey but even regardless of that uh i'm a big uh font guy and i look at the font the orange is a little displaced on this white one right here so i'm out on the white ones i've seen all of them um i'm a fan of the blue or excuse me i'm a fan of the orange ones a little bit more uh the shoes guys oh man I want to ask some of these players. I got to ask them, guys, how is it? Because you know these guys aren't hooping in in uh, Adidas when they're back home and stuff like that. You know that. You uh, you you just go to gyms and everybody's wearing the latest Nikes or, or even some old Nikes uh, that they've had before. Point is, I'm just uh, very interested to hear the responses from the players themselves. Uh, any more thoughts? Any any final thoughts on these uniforms before we move on this discussion? Uh, man, Manny David loved him. He said he liked the the uh, Adidas home white uniforms. We're gonna have to put a poll question after this, yeah, like last a week or so, and then we'll get from the fans if people like it or not. Maybe this is an age thing. Maybe we maybe we need we have like a little bit of a gap here, and maybe we're on the other side of this. What do you think? Are we so? the get off my lawn guys now? We we might be the get off my lawn guys. <laughs> oh man. Um. Next up, Rod Munch. They didn't even give out athletic scholarships at McMurray, an abomination that UTEP schedules a team like that. Oh, man. Uh, Corey Camper, this is from Robert Udgidi, good friend of us, our program. Corey Camper plays very smooth offensively. He'll be fun to watch. I agree with you, man. He will be fun to watch. I'm really looking forward to seeing him for the rest of the season. Uh, He's definitely among those players I'm watching for the rest of the season. Let's do this. Let's take a timeout, guys. When we come back, let's hand out some awards and start wrapping this one up. If you have... A late call. Now is the time to uh, send it our way. 915 505 6009. UTEP defeats McMurray tonight. 
wait a second, I'm looking at the stats now. They're adding more points. They're putting 126, 171. They're adding more points, so i got to check my original yeah, one. 120, know, 71, that's the final. Miners get the victory tonight over McMurray. We'll be back right after this, presented by the Oscar ID at the agency. More in a moment right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. 90 degrees? Bring it. 100 degree temperatures? Bring it. No matter how extreme the temperature gets, you can stay cool and comfortable with Champion Momentum Premium Residential Systems. Every Champion unit is designed, engineered, and assembled in the United States. Visit the Find a Dealer tab to locate your nearest local Champion dealer at windsupplyelpaso.com and learn how you can significantly reduce your energy costs. Wind Supply El Paso is a proud supporter of UTEP Athletics. Go Miners! River Oaks Properties was founded in 1959 and is El Paso's largest shopping center developer. Their locations include the rapidly growing, highly trafficked Zaragoza Road and East Lake Boulevard in Far East El Paso. In addition, River Oaks has recently completed Westtown Marketplace, El Paso's newest outdoor shopping destination. Their portfolio consists of nearly 200 properties in the Sun City. For leasing opportunities, call River Oaks Properties at 915-225-5700 or visit ropelpaso.com. It's the fourth quarter and the clock is winding down. Who are you trusting to win your team the championship? In football, teams trust coaches and captains to guide them on the field. Off the field, put your trust in the Oscar Adietta Agency to guide you through the best insurance bundles for your needs. Contact our friendly staff about putting together a customized auto, home, and life proposal for you today. Team up with the Oscar Adietta Agency today. Visit OscarAdiettaAgency.com or call them at 915-400-6000. Your home office setup is amazing. How did you pull it off? Thanks. I actually bought a tiny home from New Start Home. It's transformed my work-life balance. A tiny home? But how can you fit all your things inside? Tiny home is just a name. New Start Homes was able to customize this space to exactly what I needed. A kitchen, my own bedroom, and even this living space. Elevate your remote work experience with New Start Homes. From just $75 per square foot, they redefine the way you work and live. From El Paso to Las Cruces, discover the difference with New Start Homes online at newstarthomes.net. Hey, sports fans. Looking for your game day sanctuary? The District Pub and Kitchen is perfect for sports fans. Sip on your favorite beers, savor delicious bites, and cheer on your team in style at the District. Three locations open daily at Airway, Central Off Piedras, and West by the University and Off Mesa. Get in the game with NFL pack screens, legendary drinks and MVP worthy bites. See daily food and drink specials on Facebook and Instagram at the district and catch every play at the district pub and kitchen, your ultimate football hangout. Howdy, Lauren Hodges of Longhorn Distributing, proud supporters of UTEP football and coach Dana Demmel. As we begin our 30th year of supplying top of the line detail products, we invite you to our store at 5516 East Paisano in the middle of El Paso. Longhorn Distributing is also the only distributor of hot seat pressure washers in West Texas and Southern New Mexico. Both hot and cold and trailer mounted pressure washers, plus a factory trained service department to back it up. Drop on by at Longhorn Distributing. 600 ESPN El Paso. Final segment here of Minor Talk. We're presented by the Oscar at the agency. Special thanks for Alberto Reta, Zegalindo, Salmontes for showing up and showing out today. First edition of the Men's Basketball Minor Talk edition. Uh, been a lot of fun talking some UTEP hoops today. Uh, and just for a change, you know, had a lot of chances to talk UTEP 
football this entire season and uh, shifting things around to talk uh, men's basketball. Sal, this reminds me of 2019 when there was a lot of hype. Oh, I know you're taking a call. A lot of hype around the football team. They don't have success. And then basketball comes in and saves the day and everybody's distracted by the basketball team. And then you kind of just look over to the offseason for football and that's kind of how it goes. But um, nonetheless, here we go. Basketball season underway. They play the Science and Arts Center on Thursday or uh, Oklahoma's uh, Arts and Science uh, University or whatever on Thursday. I'm not going to say the right name. I'm just, I refuse to say the right name of that college on Thursday. I'll be out there. We won't have Minor Talk, but we'll have uh, Minor Talk live at the district coming up next Monday out against UC Santa Barbara. So be on the lookout for that. That's a 7 o'clock tip off, by the way. All of them are 7 o'clock tip offs. And then uh, we've got a ton of UTEP basketball coverage uh for the rest of the season augustine is joining us i know he watched the entire game and you know he knows all these players very well augustine good evening man what's happening hey adrian i don't know any of those players but anyway um you know uh positive utep won positive utep beat a team they're supposed to beat. negative 71 points given up to a division three school Let's be honest about that. And, and I know some people are saying, oh, well, they were blowing them out and this and that. But, you know, it's, it's these kind of games that get you ready for the next one. So, um, so that's, These kind of games that, one, that get you ready for the next one. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I mean, these games are the ones that, you know, that they, they don't matter until something bad happens. And, and I think that the 71 points isn't as bad. But we have to think about what Joe Golding is going to do defensive-wise to, you know, to kind of fix that because 71 points given up by the minus to a Division three school is not a positive. It really isn't. I mean, everybody's all positive in that, but, but it's something to worry about because another Division one school, what are they going to do? What's going to happen? So that, that's my take and, 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 and – uh, and, and it's just that's the only worrisome part. I hear you, and I know. I mean, look, you want to point – there's a lot of things you could point out, the 71 points, the turnovers, whatever, but it's against the Division One school. And, Augustine, if you watched this one, if you watched the newcomers and if you tuned in or, or anything, you would have seen that pretty much by the midway point of the second half – they weren't really trying as much on defense. And, yeah, to some, you try on every uh, possession, sure. But this is a different game. It's a Division one uh, or Division three university. Let's talk next Monday. If those issues are still there, if they're allowing over, you know, 80 points to UC Santa Barbara next week and they lose and it's a, it's a loss for them, then maybe we can reflect back on tonight's defensive lapses. But not worried whatsoever. Not worried in game one against a Division One school, or Division Three school. And, hey, by the way, guys, if they lose next week, next Monday, to UC Santa Barbara, not panicking whatsoever. I mean, it's a long season. And, I, you know, obviously, it's all about how you perform in conference play. It's not about anything else in this league. And that's how Conference USA is built. It's a one-bid league. you got to win your conference. Nothing else 
matters. Absolutely nothing matters uh, other than winning in conference play, especially uh, non-conference. doesn't matter either. Hey, let's give out some awards here on the program, uh, and let's start wrapping it up with some final thoughts. Uh, before we do that, let's whip around to college basketball. Colorado State defeated La Tech today. Sam Houston defeated Pacific. Out of conference, USA number 16, Kentucky, defeated New Mexico State, although the Aggies went into the half down just eight points. Um, UCF beat Florida International 85-62. Any other games, guys, that catch your attention? Uh, uh, Mid-major, Power 5 ranks, any other games college basketball-wise that uh, that stand out to you? You know, there there were a few. um, You know, the James Madison one beating Michigan State. I mean, you know, I look at everything, you know, Abilene Christian beating Oklahoma State. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. UTEP plays ACU this year in the WAC Challenge. That's a big one right there for sure. They play them in December. And, you know, I'm just I'm thinking now, you know, these bye games for, for, for big colleges and for teams like UTEP, you know, when, when you're welcoming, you know, when you have bye games yourself – these teams aren't scared. They're not. They're not scared to go into a Power Five arena and go out there and hoop. Now, you know, you have guys who have been at that level before on these teams, and they, they they're not intimidated at all. So I just want to see. I'm excited to see. You know how UTEP performs against Oregon. I don't want to give fans hope and say UTEP's going to beat Oregon because it probably won't happen. You know, but I just want to see how 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 different this landscape is. You know, mid majors. Going out there beating Power Five teams—it's so it happens so much more. It's a level playing field with NIL and transfer portal. Uh, Sal, what if I told you Max Amos, Zerkonyema, Davion, or excuse me, uh, uh, Tyrese Hunter, uh, and uh, Dylan Mitchell would all be playing on the Texas Longhorns for Rodney Terry three years ago? Oh man, I would have <laughs> been like, you mean did did the miners change their name to the uh, the Longhorns or something? That's probably something I would say, but. Man, I, I mean, if there's one thing about Terry is that he's going to gather that talent. We saw him gather talent here at UTEP. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. But when you go to the Longhorns and you have a significantly larger amount of resources, plus your pedigree in recruiting, and you're the Texas Longhorns, yeah. I, at the end of the day, it's a, it's a cheat code in that, in that respect. But, I mean, hey, give him credit. He was able to uh, have him do a deep run. We'll see what they could do this year. Against Incarnate Word, Zerko Nyema, 18 minutes, 4 of 7 from the floor, 5, or excuse me, 7 total rebounds, 2 blocks, 11 points, so scores in double figures in his first game as a Longhorn. Um, as we start winding things down, guys, let's go out to our awards. Let's go to our hot hand of the game. This is presented by Wind Supply El Paso. Check them out online, windsupplyelpaso.com for more information about Wind Supply El Paso. Hot hand from this one, I think it's pretty easy. Elijah Jones, after scoring 8 for 8 from the floor, uh, he contributed substantially and significantly for this group, uh, totaling 19 points again on 8 of 8 shooting and a big one tonight for Elijah Jones coming up big for the Miners in this one. By the way, eight guys in double figures. It's hard to pick a hot hand, but he stood out among everybody else here tonight. Guys, any final thoughts? Let's start off with you, Alberto. As you look for the Miners uh, the rest of this week, both on the men's side and the women's side, what do you want to see for them ahead of the next game uh, going into this week and next week for both programs, men's basketball and women's basketball? Well, for women's basketball, I think just get healthy. I think one of their better players wasn't available today, so 
we'll see how her return affects the team in, in coming weeks. And for the men's team, just to keep it brief, is just hard-fought games to the end, the entire, you know, the entire game. So I'm, I don't think we're asking for much, just uh, some good hard-fought football, I mean hard-fought basketball until the end. Got you. Uh, Zay, UTEP uh, women's basketball takes on Kansas City Saturday. Uh, give me your early thoughts on that one. That's a big one. Ruse coming into town against the Miners. Yeah, that is a good, uh, a good one. Like I talked about, you know, just clean up the things that you need to clean up and take care of business. You know, like I said, Kansas City, they're, they're a pretty good team. They gave UTEP some trouble on the road last year, nothing, nothing too crazy. So, you know, they're going to come into the dawn. They're gonna they're gonna look to upset the miners and uh, UTEP just has to stay focused, fix the little things, and I think they can pull this one out. Uh, Sal, we wind things up with the men's basketball team. USAO, the Drovers, coming to town <laughs> Thursday evening, Don Haskins Center. Uh, this is University Science Arts Organization basketball uh, circuit. Yeah. Um, how many players are they bringing? Are they bringing any canvases? Uh, all right, bad jokes. Oh, bad jokes are the over. Arts and we're done. University is yeah. that what you were gonna say? Arts and Crafts University coming That's what into I was town Thursday. I'm sorry, guys. What if they win and then we oh. play this all back? All of this is like just like poster material and everything to them. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that uh, their head coach is tuned into minor talk right now. Yeah, on, I'm, on I'm also pretty sure UTEP's <laughs> going to win on Thursday. And uh, I'm just circling Monday. I'm UC Santa Barbara, CBS yeah. Sports Network will have it, 7 o'clock tip-off. I'm fired up about it. Don Haskins Center will have it as well. That's next Monday. Yeah, I, I think uh, for the uh, Thursday game against USAO, you- did I say that right? I think you did. Oh, yeah. gosh. Good stuff. All right, there we go. Yeah, number one fan here. Um, no, with, with those guys uh, or against those guys, the only thing I could say is similar to this game, get out of there healthy, get some run, look fluid on offense, play defense for a large stretch. Uh, but number one, Adrian, get that run out and stay healthy. Do not get out of that game with any injuries whatsoever because Santa Barbara on Monday is going to be a big, big test. You want to be as loose as possible going into that game. Uh, our broadcast is brought to you each and every night by the Oscar ID at the agency for Alberto Reta, for Zegalindo, for Sal Montes. I'm Adrian Bradis. We're wrapping it up here tonight talking UTEP hoops. We'll be back in action later in the week right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. You've been listening to Minor Talk, presented by the Oscar Arrieta Agency. If you missed any of Minor Talk, listen to the show on demand by downloading Minor Talk wherever you get your podcasts. Streaming worldwide through the 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. 600 ESPN El Paso is KROD El Paso, a Town Square media station.